I will never forget the homely during my Uncle Dennis's last mass before his funeral. The priest asked for a show of hands. Who here believes in heaven? And everyone raised theirs. Who here wants to go to heaven? And everyone raised again. Who here wants to go now? And no hands were raised. I think we all know by now that our lives aren't ours. Therefore, nothing we own is really ours. In Mark chapter 10, verses 17 to 31, a rich young man comes up to Jesus and says, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus answered. No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. You shall not defraud. Honor your father and mother. Teacher, he declared. All these I have kept since I was a boy. Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said. Go Sell everything you have and give it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. At this, the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were amazed at his words, but Jesus said again, Children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were even more amazed and said to each other, Who then can be saved? Jesus looked around at them and said, With man this is impossible, but not with God. All things are possible with God. Then Peter spoke up, We have left everything to follow you. Truly I tell you, Jesus replied, No one who has left home or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for me and the gospel will fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present age. Homes, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and fields, along with persecutions and in the age to come, eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last first. How hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. You know, at one point while reading Mark, I wondered, why didn't Jesus charge for all these miracles? He would have been able to get a nice house for his mom, maybe some better walking sandals, build huge temples in his father's name. He could have used it to buy food to sustain a nation, provide for the needy. But again, that's not his method, I thought. And I thought out loud, maybe money really is evil, and that's why Jesus never touched it. My mother-in-law chimed in and said that money wasn't evil. Money is neutral. It is what we do with money that makes the difference. Jesus backs this up in Mark chapter 7, verse 15. Nothing outside a person can defile them by going into them. Rather, it is what comes out of a person that defiles them. And I've discovered the same is true with just about anything I have right now. None of it is mine. None of it is inherently evil. It's what comes out and what I make of it that matters. I'm jumping to Luke real quick to quote chapter 12, verse 48. To whom much is given, much will be required. Just like the Peter Parker principle, with great power comes great responsibility. It all sounds the same. I always think that the story of the poor widow who gives all she has has to be exaggerated. It can't be real, can it? Mark chapter 12, verses 41 to 44. 
a poor widow gives all she has. Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a few cents. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They all gave out their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything, all she had to live on. I catch myself side-eyeing the offertory basket during Sunday Mass because I always think to myself, where is this really going? Is it going to some piping for a new church? Is it going to be a packed meal for someone? The skeptic in me thinks, is it going to fund a beach house? And I keep thinking of different scenarios in which my money would be used, and it's funny because when the basket finally gets to me, I give anyway. But I wouldn't empty my wallet, let alone give everything I have, that's for sure. And maybe that's the problem. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. Can be found in Mark chapter 10, verse 25. A reminder for the stingy, for the selfish, for all of us. I really want to go to heaven and that means obeying here on earth. And in Mark chapter 12, verse 28, Jesus lays it down. There are two commandments that are greater than any other. And this is in Mark 12, verse 29 to 31. He says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. And the second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Love God and love your neighbor. Therefore, I could follow all Ten Commandments and go to all the Sunday Masses and pray and pray. But if I do not love God and love my neighbor as much as I love myself, if I can't part with my material wealth, I'm still the rich young man attached to my other God, money. I'm still not entering the kingdom of God. I'm still fucked. In the days leading up to his death, Jesus was warning his followers, you must be on your guard. Don't let him find you sleeping. That's from Mark chapter 13. The same followers who fled the scene of the crime when he was arrested. All these years, I would antagonize the usual suspects, Pilate, the crowd, the soldiers, the thief on his right. But we're forgetting that even his apostles abandoned him, his disciples, every single one of them. One of them was even his betrayer. One of them promised he would never deny him and yet did so thrice before the rooster crowed. Everyone is vulnerable to fall into sin. But even if that's true, I'm comforted in the fact that still everyone can also be saved.